The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Well, now I'm joined in studio by co-host of OTB AM off the balls, Shane Hannon. Shane, good morning. Morning, Pat. It's kind of strange. We're still in July and we've one final done and dusted uh, and history made by Limerick. Does feel does feel a little bit strange. Very uh, strange. For this time of the year. But um, yeah, what a, what a year in the Hurling Championship it was, Pat. Unbelievable. And I, I guess for, at different points during the year, you felt maybe this isn't going to be Limerick's year. This juggernaut was over. Claire beat them in Munster. Galway for large swathes of that first half in the All-Ireland semi-final were, were there thereabouts. And even yesterday, Kenny three points up at halftime, six yeah. points up at one stage in the first half. You're thinking, maybe, who knows? Yeah, but- I was looking at the, the technique that uh, they were using, Kilkenny, was to cluster around uh, the Limerick player who would receive the ball, whoever mm-hmm. that might be. Uh, that takes a lot of energy. Uh, and therefore, later on in the game, Limerick were creating space. They were never stuck for someone to pass the ball to. And then, bang, down the field. It's so many options. Like, the second half, I think they'd won wide. And the scoring accuracy was just terrifying. Mm. And, and look, Nicky Quaid targets Grode Hegarty with a lot of those puckouts. Kilkenny, as you said, in the first half, knew that. They nullified that. Uh, Hugh Lauder was marking Aaron Galan out of the game for large parts. Galan, albeit, though, comes up with a score or two. Um, and even Seamus Flanagan in the full forward line was quiet. Hegarty didn't have the game he had in last year's All-Ireland final. So Kenny would have been thinking at halftime, this is going relatively to plan. Um, but as we all know, Limerick, third quarter team. And John Kelly mentioned that after the match yeah. as well. They just burst into life. Peter Casey with those five points in the second half. Uh, all very similar points as well. Unbelievable. Like yeah. Cahill O'Neill off the bench. And when you look at the final score, it, it, it appears that Kilkenny were well dominated. Mm. But the truth is that not for all of the game. No. That's, it was the last the 20 minutes, I suppose, did for them. Come, yeah. And they seem to have lost their ability to get the ball and to pass the ball in those last minutes. That's just what Limerick do to you. I think they, they, they get the lead and then they stand on your neck a little bit, you know. And, and, and look, at the end of the day, it was 30 scores to 17 scores. So that is dominance in an All-Ireland yeah. final. Uh, albeit at halftime, you would not have seen that coming. Um, but uh, all around the pitch, I mean, Jeremy Burns was brilliant. I mean, to score eight points from wing-back, albeit most of them no. from freeze. Uh, Kyle Hayes, again, brilliant. Cian Lynch, in that first half, when, when Limerick needed a leader, he stepped up and got them back to within three points just before the half. You know, we won a lot of ball. Um, and, and it allowed, the performance allowed some of their best players to have maybe off days like Gillan. Yeah, Th- there's one thing, and I know this was discussed uh, a while back, uh, that, you know, to be able to score a point virtually from your own goal. <laughs> you know, the technology is such and the fitness is such and the technique is such. Uh, there was talk of making the slither heavier, yeah. uh, changing various aspects of, of the hurley but uh, I don't know whether you know because it's a tremendous skill to score a long range point yeah. your accuracy is phenomenal but I know when you see Owen Murphy the Kenny Keeper scoring a point from from a free in the first yeah. half and TJ knocking them over from all sorts of angles uh, yeah the weight of the slitter is the big one there and, and like free takers now it got to a point where it was maybe too light and, and, and free takers were having to really really assess where the ball was heading it was heading off in tra- trajectories that they that they didn't realise I think the, the the players like this litter a bit more this year um, it obviously leads to high scoring you saw at the end Paul Kinnerk and John Kiley they, did, they didn't really celebrate the 29th point but the 30th point yeah. they started fist pumping you just knew this was their target they obviously spoke about 30 points before the match whether it's 224 or 127 or 30 points solid we'll get there 
Uh, anyway, that's it for another year, and uh, we await the football. Uh, in other uh, GA news, I mean, Waterford have uh, reason to celebrate. Oh, this is unbelievable. This Waterford story in the Camogie, Pat, because the Ireland uh, Camogie fi- uh, semi-finals at the weekend, 7,250 people in, in attendance at Nolan Park as well. Uh, considering these games were televised, it's a really good crowd. Waterford brought an unbelievable crowd uh, and, and a one-point victory for Waterford over Tip. 78 years it's been since they've been in, a, in this position. Uh, and, and they'll play Cork in the final. Beth Carton, by the way, for Waterford. Eight points yesterday for them from Freeze. She was just unbelievable. That's from 20 possessions, by the way, as well. Uh, and, and very, very crucially, a block. 18-year-old Leisha Forrest at the end uh, to halt Cueva McCarthy. Um, and, and they were 1-7 to 3 points down Waterford in this match. So to come back then, they were only a point down at half-time. In the second half, they took off, uh, ultimately winning the game by a point. Uh, and Cork, Galway are the team that Cork could not beat. So yeah. the, the last eight times that they played, Cork lost to this Galway team. All of a sudden, they get this lead, 15 points to 2-6 in that game yesterday. That's going to be a cracking final. Waterford versus Cork, so we can't wait for that one. Uh, moving on to other sports and uh, golf, and Rory did not do it. He played uh, well, um, missed a few critical putts that might have made the difference. But uh, people saying, you know, where's your confidence gone? You know, when you finish, what's uh, joint six? That's not bad. It's not bad. We had an argument on air this morning, actually, myself and Jerry, because Jerry was saying, you know, it's a, it's a bad weekend for Rory. Bad weekend for Rory. After winning the Scottish Open last week, and I'm of the, I'm of the opinion it's not necessarily a bad week. Rory is obviously going to be, I, I, I acknowledge this point, he's going to be, I guess, discussed on the amount of majors he wins. You know, yeah. Nicholas on 18. And yet there are other fine players who've never won a major. This is it. You know, and Rory has his four majors. Of course, he wants to clean sweep and win the Masters eventually. And look, winning the Scottish Open last week, he'll have thought he was in with a really, really good chance. It was disappointing from even a neutral perspective. Brian Harmon ran away with the, with the Open yesterday. A first time major for him. It's a great story, to yeah. be fair. But 13 under. And the rain came as well. So it yeah. kind of All he had it. to do was par, 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 given the lead he had. Well, and he was safe. He said at the end, he says he was quite happy to. Put, use his putter all the way up the fairway. You know, if he had to, you know, he was just gonna, he was going to take take no risks, take zero risks, and he didn't have to. And look, disappointing from Rory's perspective, from an Irish perspective as well. Harrington got to the weekend, I guess, but from Shane Lowry's perspective, four over, really, really disappointing from him. And he snapped the club. You know, he bent the club off his neck uh, one of the days or, or at the end of last week. So clearly, he was disappointed with his, with his showing. Rory mentioned afterwards, race to Dubai, FedEx Cup, Ryder Cup. He, all these things are his focus, but we all know Rory's going to be, at the end of his career, ranked on the amount of majors he has won. So I do think the floodgates will open when he wins the next major. If he wins one, he could win another four or five or six. But we just need to see that next one. Mm. It's, it'll be 10 years next year. Um, the Grand Prix in uh, Budapest, the Hungaro Ring, um, it's getting very tedious, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. Max Verstappen, I feel like I'm on uh, like a loop talking about the, the Formula One Grand Prix with people because mm. it's just unbelievable. I mean, they broke the record 12 in a row, yeah. uh, uh, the Red Bull team, but, you know, it <sighs> wasn't entertaining. No, so it's, it's, it's Verstappen's seventh victory in a row, ninth of the season. Red Bull, as you say, Pat, tw- their 12th one in a row. That dates back to the Abu Dhabi, the last race of 2022. So it breaks the 11 set by McLaren with Senna and Prost in 1988. So it's a look, it's, a, it's an unbelievable achievement, um, but it just makes the race a foregone conclusion. Mm. Now, you say yeah, when you're talking about tyres making the difference, you know, there's no refuelling pit stops anymore, mm. which might have made it a bit exciting when the nozzle gets stuck on the <laughs> tank and various, and sometimes we've seen flames, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want anyone to be uh, harmed in all of this, but... 
really it is quite tedious. It's paint drying and they've got to do something to change either the, the tracks or the cars to, to make them more competitive with each other. Uh, finally, a, a slight niggle of concern for the match uh, for the women against Canada. Yeah, Louise Quinn, like obviously a starting centre half for this Republic of Ireland team with, uh, and when she travelled from Brisbane to Perth on Sunday, she was wearing a protective boot so we were all getting a little bit concerned. This is very, very concerning but apparently it's more of a cautionary method so uh, we, we hope and we think she'll be fit for this kind of the game on Wednesday. We can't wait for that one. Shane Hannon, thank you very much uh, for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.